I want to say something today that is probably going to come as a surprise to those who have been following me for any meaningful amount of time because I come off probably as the biggest champion of entrepreneurship. I love supporting entrepreneurs. I love facilitating entrepreneurship. I love seeing people have an idea and materialize it into an actual product, an actual company. I mean, I love that process and I do celebrate it and I do think it can lead to tremendous good. That being said, I think that as a society, we have come to fetishize entrepreneurship in a way that's sometimes frankly simplistic. And I want to get into that today. I think there was a time when entrepreneurship used to be this scary, risky thing. And in so many ways today, it still is. But thanks to technology, thanks to the normalization of entrepreneurship, thanks to the cults of personality that have emerged around prominent founders like the Elon Musks of the world, thanks to all of those factors, I think that we have swung now in the other direction direction. And now there's this narrative that everybody should be an entrepreneur. Every passion or interest should be monetized. Hustling is good. Burnout is a badge of honor. And everybody should go out and solve all the world's intractable, immense problems using the free markets. When in fact, I actually just don't think that any of those things are true. Before I get into some of the maybe negative externalities or consequences that I see of this excessive hype around entrepreneurship, I want to take a stab at what I think are some of the factors that have contributed to this glamorization, this romanticization, this Gary Vification of entrepreneurship today. And part of it has to do with the last 10 or 20 years, and part of it has to do with, I think, deeply rooted American values. So first of all, technology has made it way easier and less risky and faster and cheaper to start a business of any kind, really. I mean, if you just throw up a Squarespace landing page or set up a Shopify website in under an hour, you pretty much have a business. Not to mention, the whole marketing and distribution challenge now has been solved by social media. You can just get the word out on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube, and reach potentially hundreds of thousands, millions of people. And that is unprecedented. Is starting a business easy? No, I would be lying if I said it was easy. It's anything but easy, but it's a lot easier than it was before. And that has created some success stories. They're just part of our American myth now at this point. I mean, Elon Musk is almost a quasi-mythical figure if you look at the way some of his devotees kind of adore him and listen to his every word. And I think that increasingly normalizes entrepreneurship as a viable path in culture. Your parents are still probably not going to be delighted if you're somebody who's a promising doctor who leaves medical school to start an Amazon business. But at the same time, we see more success stories. The success stories lead to more aspiration around it as a career path, and then more people pursue that as a path. We especially see that a lot with creators and people who aspire to be creators. And I'm going to go ahead and lump creators into the broader umbrella of entrepreneurs because they are self-employed. And it's interesting for me to think about this as somebody who's now a full-time creator because I am now on the inside and I see all the parts of it that are challenging and emotionally draining and unstable. And I see all the unsexy parts, right? And don't get me wrong, there are so many incredible, blessed parts of having this as my job, getting to call this my job. But at the same time, it's not perfect. No job really is. And people don't necessarily see that, right? There's such a glamorization of it. And we can see that in those sort of famous, often cited stats around how many Gen Z kids aspire to be creators eventually. It's something like half of them. 
And that's because that's what they see. We want to be what we see the most. And also, we want to be in charge of our own destinies. Who doesn't want that? But at the same time, it's not quite so simple. Now, the other reason I think entrepreneurship is becoming so glorified is because I actually think American society and the values that we hold dear as a society have primed us to embrace entrepreneurship as this pillar of innovation and freedom and self-sufficiency. Because when you think about the most cherished American values, they all revolve around individualism, free markets, hard work, right? The Protestant work ethic. And when you actually take all of those things and find the intersection, that ends up looking a lot like entrepreneurship. And there's probably also a conversation we can have about how the collapsing middle class and increasing inequality in this country is making entrepreneurship more desirable out of necessity for large swaths of the population. Certainly there are some interesting and somewhat depressing statistics around how a lot of the most rapidly growing demographics of entrepreneurs and small business owners in this country happen to be women of color because they have the least opportunity and economic mobility. And so in some ways, they have to turn to something like entrepreneurship. So there's a lot of that. And I'm not an economist. I am not literate enough in those fields to be able to articulate those connections. But if I had to hypothesize, I would say they might be related. But anyway, I think these are some of the factors that have contributed to the rise of this sort of entrepreneurship-driven media hype cycle and culture. And the reasons I think that we should inject a little more nuance, a little more gray area into this conversation is actually, it's quite a few things. First of all, I think that when we glamorize entrepreneurship, people go into it wanting to be part of that hype. They want the glory of being a founder of Forbes 30 under 30, having that recognition. Those are incredibly human, understandable desires. But when everybody assumes that entrepreneurship is the way to do it, we're going to see a lot of people start businesses for the sake of starting them, for the sake of making money, for the sake of the accolades. I know so many people, guys, having been in Silicon Valley for the last eight years, I know so many people who have done things that on the outside seem so altruistic, but behind the scenes, really, they're very candid, almost uncomfortably so, about how what they really want is just to make a lot of money or become really famous. And I think it's human to want recognition, to want prosperity. I think the other byproduct, I think, of this entrepreneurship porn that we see so much is it kind of paves the way for these cults of personality to emerge around figures like, let's say, Elizabeth Holmes is obviously a prominent one, or Sam Bankman-Fried certainly is a more recent prominent example that has been absolutely catastrophic. All of these cults of personality would not have had the same ammo to sort of amplify what they were doing, the harm that they were causing, and the lies they were telling if we didn't have this fetishization of the entrepreneur, especially in the media. And the media is simply a mirror of our own impulses, our own desires, our own preoccupations, right? So maybe it's an exaggerated version, maybe it's a version that caters to the lowest common denominator sometimes, but it is a mirror nevertheless. And while it could be argued that these figures are few and far enough between, such that they don't cause sort of meaningful damage to society or to consumers, 
I still think that they're consequential enough that we want to use these implosions as an opportunity to introspect and ask ourselves, what role are we playing collectively as a society in facilitating this, right? Instead of pointing the finger at everybody else, at the regulators, at the SEC, at the media, at VCs, whoever we want to blame, we also need to look at ourselves and ask ourselves, what has caused us to create the conditions for the glamorization of figures like this who are so i think that's an interesting thought exercise to do now the other reason is a reason that i think is getting increasingly more airtime and that is it leads to hustle porn and hustle porn leads to burnout culture and i think there's such a an increasingly louder chorus of voices that are decrying the effects of burnout that I don't have a lot more to add here other than to say I think that's valid and part of that I think is actually coming from a deeper and much larger fatigue increasing disenchantment with capitalism in general now the next reason I think we shouldn't just glorify entrepreneurship and hustle culture is because these narratives tend to inflate the ability of Silicon Valley and of private enterprise to solve these deep, intractable societal problems. I think there's certainly a role for business to solve different problems. I mean, if I didn't think that, I would not be doing what I'm doing today. And I have ardently clung to this hope, this optimism around this notion since 2014 when I decided to write my thesis, my senior thesis at Brown about this. So there's a part of me that deeply believes that there is a proper role for business in terms of solving societal problems, doing good in the world, and not just generating profits. That being said, I think especially in Silicon Valley, there tends to be an almost blind optimism around the potential of tech to solve every problem. And I think that actually massively underestimates the immense coordination required and maybe even the public sector involvement required to actually move the needle on some of these issues. I mean, climate change, right? Yes, climate tech can do probably a lot, but at the same time, we still need policy. We still need coordination of various governments of the entire planet, to be honest, in order to be able to solve this problem at the scale that it needs to be solved at. I mean, that's just one example. And again, this is something that I see much more in Silicon Valley, understandably, right? But I do think it warrants acknowledgement. And finally, there's one more reason that I think this conversation is important and needs to be had more. I think glamorizing entrepreneurship ends up romanticizing a path and almost creating this weird pressure to pursue it, I've actually seen a number of friends feel like they needed to become entrepreneurs, to become self-employed, to start some sort of a company because that's what so many people around them were doing. But actually their temperament, their goals, their values made them a better fit for paths that are maybe lower risk that is ultimately what i want to shout from the rooftops you do not need to do what you think you need to do because gary v is telling you you do not need to become an entrepreneur you don't need to start selling things on ebay you can do whatever feels right for you based on your specific objectives your goals what you care about and if what you care about above all is stability or if it happens to align with this incredible nine to five job that gives you what you need financially and also is just calm and stable enough that it frees you up to focus on your other hobbies and passions and you know your family and friends that is beautiful and it's important for us not to diminish that i knew that 
for me, freedom was really, really important. But for some people, that's not the most important thing. For some people, stability is the most important thing. There is a path out there for everybody, and it pains me to see people feel somehow pressured to go into entrepreneurship or to do anything because they think that's what they should do. I think there was a time when typically people who were in a more stable, maybe corporate job going into entrepreneurship, that was the scary leap. But in some weird twisted reversal, I think that for some people, the pressure has now gone in the other direction. So in conclusion, what I invite us all to consider more deeply is just a multitude of slightly more nuanced narratives around all this that entrepreneurship can solve some problems and not every problem not everybody needs to be an entrepreneur not every passion or interest should be monetized and turned into a side hustle or some sort of a business not everybody should try to be the next elon musk not everybody in those roles is happy some of them are actually quite miserable and they are absolutely chained to what they're doing because of golden handcuffs. What I've learned above all over the last year of finding what I thought was my dream job, and again, in many ways it is, what I've learned is that you are only as happy as you are healed in a way of all your longing for acknowledgement, for recognition, to feel like you're enough, to feel like you have enough, to feel like you're doing enough. If all of those things are running rampant and unhealed within you, they will hijack you, especially in your work life. And no amount of pivoting to entrepreneurship or away from entrepreneurship or to being a creator or to a stable nine to five will help you. You have to get in there and excavate those things within yourself and address them head on in order to alleviate some of that angst, that yearning, that searching that we can sometimes try to export into our work lives, our professional lives. But ultimately at the end of the day, it's an inside job. And there is such a thing as paths that are better for some people than others. And it's important that we're honest with ourselves about it. I don't want to be that person who says that that needs to look like entrepreneurship or being an artist or being a creator. So I don't know. This was a really long ramble, guys, but this is something I've been thinking about a lot and I hope it makes sense. I hope it's helpful. And with that, I will talk to you guys next time. If you have any feedback, any thoughts that you want to share, if you disagree, if you agree, slide into the DMs on Instagram and let me know.